Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Danielle Smith joins us, a former Alberta politician, of course, a leader of Wild Rose formerly, also a six years on our chorus radio stations in Alberta, CH Chorus 770 in Calgary and 630 Chet in Edmonton, radio talk show host and a colleague of mine. Uh, returning into the world of politics. How are you, Danielle? I am well. You might think I've lost my mind wanting to get back into politics again, but there's lots to do here. So I'm looking forward to getting No, I, I don't. This it. is an exciting time to get into politics. It really is, especially when we see what's happening at the federal level. Like, I think Pierre Polyev has just taken the world by storm, and he's really re-energized the conservative movement. And I think we're going to see a lot of crossover in Alberta. I think he sold most of his memberships. If you look at per capita anyway, in Alberta. So I think everybody is getting is getting amped up again to fight a couple of elections, one at the federal level, and then, of course, the provincial level, which is happening next year. So let's talk about why, why it is that you decided to get back into the political race, as Jason Kenney will step aside as UCP leader and, and premier. And, and what are the most significant issues for Albertans? Well, the reason I'm jumping back in is the job came open. I thought that the premier would actually end up being a, a three-term premier and might end just as popular as Ralph Klein did. But I think there was a couple things that ended up derailing him in the in the last couple of years. I think he did a, a terrific job representing us on the energy file and finding that that balance between communicating to the rest of the country that we really are at the front of the pack when it comes to in, environmental issues. And I've done a lot of work on that in the in the last decade or so. So I'm looking forward to continuing the work that was done there. But the uh, the two areas where I think the, the premier ran into some trouble was on the uh, the COVID response. I think he had promised again and again and again that there would be no vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. And then there was a, a complete reversal on that. And that I, I think disaffected. It was one one step too far for those who wanted to see a better balance. And he'd done he'd done a pretty good job up until then, but I think that was a bit of a breaking point. But more more problematic for him was that he got a clear mandate from the people of Alberta that they wanted to end equalization. And there doesn't appear to have been much action on that. There there have been, over the years, going back 20 years, discussions in Alberta about how we can assert ourselves more like Quebec. And it sounded like this premier initially was going to do that. And he never ended up making progress on collecting our own income tax and having our own provincial police and getting our own pension and having our own employment insurance. And these are the kind of things that people wanted to see. And I, I think they, they kind of lost faith that there was going to be any meaningful action on that. But those are the issues that are rising to the top right now. Okay. Now, one issue that's been written about, talked about, that you said you would put in place if you become the premier of the province is the Alberta Sovereignty Act. What exactly would it be? How would it work, Danielle? The, there's a couple of things I'd say. I mean, we all have become accustomed to talking about sovereignty in the context of First Nations and the nation-to-nation relationship that they have with the country. I think we're accustomed to talking about it in, in terms of Quebec and the nation within a nation concept that they put forward that got affirmed by all the f- federal parties and the federal government. Uh, Saskatchewan has said very much the same thing. They want to go in that direction. So we just want to follow what other provinces are doing for a number of reasons. Um, one of the things that we saw with Quebec, for instance, is that they, when the Emergencies Act was declared, they held an emergency meeting of the National Assembly and said, it's not going to apply here. And then look at what British Columbia just did. They, for years, did not enforce cannabis possession laws. And now they've said that they are getting a criminal criminal code exemption so that people can possess and use hard drugs, fentanyl, crystal meth, 
uh, cocaine. So it seems like we've established the precedent that there's a different cultural differences in our provinces. And so the Alberta Sovereignty Act would simply do that. It would say we will not enforce any federal laws that interfere in our areas of provincial jurisdiction or violate provincial rights. So that to me seems like there's a, a very clear precedent that's been established in other provinces that that is the direction the, the, the federal government seems to be willing to go. And we, we need to do that here too. The, the biggest breaking point, I think, in Alberta was, you've probably heard of it, Bill C-69. It was called the No More Pipelines Bill. Oh, but yeah. the, the reason why our... Yeah, or the, but the, actually what it turned out to be is no more building or developing any resources in Alberta Bill because it goes so deep into provincial jurisdiction and micromanaging projects that are 100% within Alberta boundaries that it's quite clear why it is that the provincial the uh, provincial courts sided with us. And I'm, I'm very hopeful that they will at the Supreme Court level. But those are the kind of things that we've got to push back against Ottawa. They're, they're way so, too in our lane and they got to get so back if, in their if, own. If Ottawa says uh, to the provinces, Alberta included, this is the way it's going to be. And you as Premier say, no, under the Alberta Sovereignty Act, this is not the way it's going to be. And so we're not going to enforce this particular legisla uh, legislation or this initiative or whatever it is you're putting in place, we're not doing it. That's fundamentally what would happen, yes? That's exactly what would happen. And I would just hope that it just puts a warning on Ottawa. I, I mean, I don't think Quebec is sitting back cowering and worried about the ways in which no, Ottawa is going to interfere in their decision-making process. And yeah. so why should we be sitting back cowering and worried about the way Ottawa is going to interfere in our processes? They just shouldn't be interfering. And well, we can develop, I think, a mature relationship that recognizes what, Alberta. Smith, I never put the words cowering and intimidated <laughs> in the same sentence with Daniel Smith. Would never happen. <laughs> No, I tend not to be. I tend to be able to assert myself. And that's what we have to do. I mean, part, part of what we've been acting like a junior partner. And the reason I use that term is I think in Alberta, we were so damaged by what the federal government did to us with the National Energy Program. And I think what happened after that, it was, okay, well, maybe if we just keep our heads down and work hard and pay our taxes, they'll just leave us alone so we can develop our resources. Well, they're not leaving us alone. They're still interfering in our jurisdiction. And so now as we continue to grow out, I mean, our economy is going to be the yeah. second largest in the country within a, a matter of years. And our population, I've looked at projections, we're going to be the second largest uh, populous, most populous province, probably around 2050. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.